Welcome to the Physics Central Podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. Today on the podcast, we're talking about radio waves and the broadcasts that are coming from the universe. How is it that if sound waves can't travel through the vacuum of space, we can still hear the sounds of the cosmos? That's today on the Physics Central Podcast. In space, no one can hear you scream. That's because space is empty. Sound waves need a medium to travel through. Right now, my vocal cords are vibrating the air, and that vibration travels over to you and vibrates your eardrum. That's the basics of how sound works. Air is a fantastic medium for sound waves, but even rigid or dense substances like water or rock can carry sound. But outer space is mostly empty. There are no atoms, there's nothing to vibrate, so the sound waves can't propagate. And yet, it is possible to transmit sound without using sound waves, and that means it's possible to transmit sound through space. You could, for example, use radio waves. Humans are regularly transmitting radio waves out into the universe, but did you know that the universe is broadcasting right back at us? If you point a ham radio at the western horizon right around sunrise and tune it to the right frequency, you can hear radio waves that originate in outer space. In particular, I'm talking about radio waves that are known as chorus waves. Here's what they sound like. It's not surprising that the more technical name for these waves are whistler modes. That recording was taken last year by an instrument on board the NASA Van Allen probes. These are two spacecraft that are exploring the Van Allen radiation belts, which we talked about in last week's podcast. The Van Allen radiation belts are regions of very fast-moving particles that are located just above the Earth. And by just above, I mean about 6,000 miles up to about 60,000 miles above the surface. Anyway, a ham radio probably won't give you the same quality as the NASA instrument. But you can hear the chorus waves with very simple instruments. In fact, people have been hearing the waves for quite a long time. Chorus waves were actually discovered long before the space age. And they, they were first discovered by telegraph operators. So, you know, a telegraph is just a long wire, and people had amplifier and headphones. Um, and so they would hear these kind of mysterious noises on, on the telegraph wires. And in this particular case, the chorus waves have a, a cool characteristic where the frequency rises in these little tones. So it kind of goes, and you put a whole bunch of those together, and it sounds like a chorus of birds, and that's why it was named that way. And it turns out that the region where these chorus waves form are the side of the Earth that uh, um, is dawn. So wherever uh, happens to be the, the place where the sun is coming up on the Earth, that's where the chorus waves are. And they would hear them preferentially 
at the time that the sun was coming up when the birds were also singing. And so, so it's called the Dawn Chorus. This is Jeff Reeves, who you may remember from last week's podcast. Reeves is a space scientist at Los Alamos National Laboratory. I like thinking about that because it just kind of, it's, it's a, a simple thing that kind of connects us with this uh, larger space and the things that are happening out in space uh, that maybe don't directly uh, impact our, our daily lives, at least most of the time. Um, but we're still, we're, we're a part of the universe. Reeves studies the Van Allen belts, those regions of charged particles thousands of miles above the Earth. And the Van Allen belts form a sort of shell around our planet, and they are within a larger shell called the magnetosphere, which is where the chorus waves come from. The magnetosphere is full of plasma, free-floating charged particles like electrons and protons. And the chorus waves are born in that plasma, now, on a side note, the plasma that is above the Earth is not dense enough to support sound waves. There's only a few particles per cubic meter, so not enough to send a vibration through. But technically, if you have a dense collection of plasma, you can send sound waves through it. Anyway, the chorus waves emerge out of this plasma. Now, chorus waves are radio waves, which are a type of light. Light is both a particle, photon, and a wave. And every wave needs something to travel through. It needs a medium. A sound wave is a mechanical wave, so it needs a material. It needs atoms. A radio wave is an electromagnetic wave. And the medium that it travels through is a combination of an electric and magnetic field. And what's unique about electromagnetic waves is that they can effectively be their own medium. So out in the vacuum of space, an electromagnetic wave creates an electric and magnetic field. And that's why light can travel all the way to Earth through space from distant stars. And that's why chorus waves can find their way down to the surface of the Earth. And Earth isn't the only planet with chorus waves. Both Jupiter and Saturn have magnetospheres, and they produce radio waves. So here's what the chorus waves from Jupiter sound like. Those sounds were captured by the Cassini mission, which also flew by Saturn. Saturn has a magnetic field like Earth, and it has auroras like Earth. So those are the northern and southern lights. And the auroras are a source of particularly strong, particularly eerie radio waves. So once again, radio waves are a type of light. They're made up of photons. But we can't see those photons because our eyes can only see a certain range of frequencies of light. And we call that range the visible spectrum. Radio waves have much lower frequencies than that. Now, similarly, human ears can only hear a certain range of audio frequencies. And the reason that we use radio waves to transmit sound 
is because radio waves have the same frequencies as the sound waves that we can hear. That's why they're called radio waves. People found out long ago that you could encode sound into these particular waves of light very easily. Now, when we broadcast radio, of course, we start with a sound wave, turn it into a radio wave, and then turn it back into a sound wave. The chorus waves began as radio waves, and we've interpreted them as sound waves. But what that means is that we could actually turn any electromagnetic wave into a sound wave, even visible light. So you could listen to stars. They would not only be bright, but loud, each one broadcasting its own unique sounds. Now, unfortunately, the frequencies of visible light would be too high for us to hear. You could do some tricks and translate those frequencies into the audible range, but my point is that when you look at the universe in this way, it's actually quite noisy. So it's true that in space, no one can hear you scream, but take comfort because your radio station will come in loud and clear. That's it for the Physics Central podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. As always, you can find more podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at physicscentral.com. Tune in next week for more of the Physics Central podcast.